0: You are listening to the Journey Christian Church Podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at journeycc.net. Today's message is brought to you by Scott McFarland. We hope you enjoy. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to see you this morning. Those two ladies, they're just hilarious, aren't they? They're pretty funny. Keep them around. Uh, we are finishing up our series Uh, called Soundtracks today. I thought I'd start with a story as we kind of finish up today in the book of Philippians chapter 4. I was telling this earlier as we warmed up this morning that there was a a highway patrolman pulled over this car that was going way too slow on the freeway and walks up to the side window and the window comes down. He sees inside there's a bunch of nuns inside this car. And he turns to the driver and says, Ma'am, I'm sorry, you are you know the speed limit is 65. You're going way slower than that. What's going on? And she says, oh, it is? I, I didn't know that. I kept seeing these signs that said 22 all the way down the road. I thought that was a speed limit and I set my cruise control to 22. And the officer says, oh, no, no, no. That's the name of the highway number. That, that's the I-22 is the road you're on. Oh, okay, great. I'll, I'll change that. And he's about ready to walk away. He looks in the back of the seat and here's these nuns. They're all huddled together, shaking in their boots, just, you know, panicky. There's tears in their eyes. He goes, man, is everything okay? Like, I'm looking in the back seat and I see these nuns. They look like they're in fear. And she says, oh, no, it's no problem at all. It's no problem at all. We just got off of Highway 119. If you didn't get that, if you're watching online, you'll get that later this afternoon, but uh, yeah. It's funny how we set our life based on presets. I mean, let's face it, you probably in your car have radio stations programmed into your car with presets. You, you probably use that on your phone. You, have, you don't even know the phone numbers of people anymore. You just program them and have the presets. Can I get an amen on that? Yeah. You set your cruise control. You set your coffee maker in the morning. You, set, you have all of these things programmed your life around presets. And the problem is if you set the wrong preset, you got a problem in your life. And that's what I want to talk about today as we finish up. We've been going through these soundtracks that we run in our mind. And the whole idea of this series, if you remember back when we started, was to get us to change the soundtracks out to say, you know what? I'm not gonna live under this soundtrack of fear and anxiety anymore. I'm gonna get rid of that and replace it with the right soundtrack. I'm not gonna live with this loneliness and emptiness I've been feeling in my life. I'm gonna get rid of that thing that keeps repeating in my mind and I'm gonna look at my life differently and change the soundtrack. I'm, I'm not gonna live in anger any longer like the world is trying to make me be angry. I'm pushing that soundtrack out of my mind and I'm gonna live differently. Well, today I want to kind of conclude with Paul's, Paul's teaching to the church in Philippi about repeating the right soundtracks over and over. We talked about this formula at the beginning, and if you don't remember it, it's a good time to repeat it. The way you change the soundtrack, the story in your mind you keep writing, is you need to reveal it and then replace it, and then the third step is what we're going to talk about today, repeat the right soundtrack over and over. We need to reveal it, replace it, and then we need to repeat it. Try that with me. I need to reveal it. Everybody, that means all play here. We need to reveal it and then replace it. And today we're talking about repeating the right soundtrack. Paul's going to do that with us in Philippians chapter 4, a book of the Bible that we're going to be looking at over the next three weeks as we go into a series next week from this same book. But I want to look at it today from Paul's last encouragement to this small church that's struggling. Paul is in a prison cell in Rome. He writes to a church that is very near and dear to his heart. We've been going through the book of Acts and this church in particular was a change in Paul's mindset. He has a very deep love for this church because something flipped in his mind when God spoke to him and said, don't go, don't go East, man, go West. I want you to bring Jesus Christ to the whole rest of Europe. I want you to come West with me. And he lands in Macedonia and starts the church in Philippi. So this church is very near and dear to his heart. And from a prison cell in Rome He writes these words, and I'm going to ask you to read them with me. Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse 4, just a few verses together. I want you to read it with that same loud voice that you just sang praises to God. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, you're with me. Let's read it together. Here's what Paul says. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Keep going. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Keep going. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Jesus, I just pray these words would penetrate our hearts. But more importantly today, you would set our minds on the things above. You would change our soundtrack. There's a person in this room who needs their soundtrack changed today. I pray that these words would inspire us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Paul says four presets. These are presets to start your day with, presets to set your life on. If you get these presets down in your home, it will change your parenting, it will change your kids. If you put these presets into your marriage, it will change the way you relate in your marriage. If you walk into work with these presets, you will change the environment of your work even if they choose to reject The change. You will change the world with these presets. Here's the first one. It says, When you feel like you're dealing with negativity or down and depressed, preset. Hit the button to rewire with rejoicing. Rewire every moment where you feel negative with a rejoicing. What does that mean? Rejoicing means, oh, excuse me. Rejoicing is about lightness of the heart. It doesn't change your circumstances. That's happiness. It's it's a heart weight issue. And when I have joy, my heart is lightweight even when my circumstances are heavy. You ever felt that? Yeah, Yeah, I I have too. I I was thinking about that in a recent article that I read just really a few years ago. I read this article the first time and then I read it, ran into it again this week, talking about this site called the happiness meter or the happiness measure for the world. For about 15 years, this website and this study has been going on to measure the level of happiness in every country around the world. And guess what? Can you imagine what's happened the last few years? You think happiness has gone up or gone down? That's true in the United States. Happiness has gone down. In fact, happiness, the level that they measure this has been going down for 10 years. Other countries are experiencing growth in their happiness. Now here's what's so fascinating when I went through the study. The United States, the day you're living in, is the most rich, blessed time in our history. We have more at our disposal. More money to spend, more money in the stock market, more things going on in our lives. We have more experiences, more channels to choose from, more places to go visit. We have more opportunity at our fingertips. And yet, we're less happier than ever. Whereas you look at some of the countries in the top 10, they're struggling. Financially difficult, hard leadership in their government, and yet, Because they value different things, their happiness has gone up. The writer of the study was noted as saying, we need to start a joy revolution. Quit letting your life be dictated by your happiness and start saying, no, I ain't listening to the world anymore. I am rejoicing in the Lord. Now, why can you do that? Well, just because of what Penny said. Because you have a Savior who has guaranteed, guaranteed your eternal life. He paid the price for it. So you have a promise there. You have a God who loves you and continues to pursue you. We sing about Him all the time. And so we need to rejoice, have joy again in that promise. You have, (laughs) look around the room. Everybody, look around the room. Look around their house online. You have people who love you. You have friends and family and loved ones. You've got people around this place that actually were looking forward to you arriving today. You have a reason to be joyful. And what's so fascinating about this verse, rejoice in the Lord always, I say it again, rejoice, is Paul has been saying that over and over and over again in this book of Philippians. If you wanna do it, just go back and look. Chapter one, verse four, I always pray with joy because of the partnership we have together in the gospel. Or go back to one, verse 18, I rejoice that no matter what the motive, Christ is always being preached. Jesus is being glorified. Or chapter two, verse 17, he says, even if I'm poured out, my life is being poured out due to my faith, I rejoice with all of you because you have faith. Chapter 3, verse 1, rejoice in the Lord. He says it again and again and again. Why could Paul, in a Roman prison, locked with soldiers next to him, restricted from guests and friends, eating with barely any food based on what anybody brings him to the cell to eat, struggling to maintain his life? How could he say to the church in Philippi, who's also struggling, yet I rejoice? Because his mindset was preset to joy. Where's yours at? Do you wake up in the morning and the first thought you have is, oh my gosh. I feel, here we go, I feel like you're, (laughs) oh my life's miserable. Remember that a couple weeks ago? I feel like everything's miserable. I got to drive to this great job that pays me a salary. I got to go deal with all these people in my life that are actually paying the bills for me. I have this family at home that expects me to be there because they actually like having me around. (laughs) Or do you wake up in the morning and say, wow, I'm alive again. God's given me another day. I have a roof over my head. When I go downstairs, I can make some coffee. And if not, I got all these friends at Starbucks that'll make it for me. This is the day that the Lord has made. So I'm gonna make my preset to start the day with rejoicing. I'm gonna lighten my heart because he has given me today to do it. You know, the way you start your day in your mind sets the pattern for what the day is gonna be. So start your mindset with rejoicing instead of negativity. Paul's not done yet. He says, the Lord is near. I love that. You know what? If the Lord is near, I have every reason to rejoice. If the Lord is with me, nothing can stand against me. If the Lord is walking with me, no matter whatever happens to me, I know he's got a purpose and a pleasure in it that I'm going to bring glory to him and be honored by him. I have reason to rejoice because guess what? My God is with me. Rejoice in the Lord always. Set that preset right now. Starting today, every day this week, change the home environment by starting your morning with rejoicing. You guys with me? set the preset. Second preset. I know this is going to take a while. Set the preset for fear. Oh, I've got fear. I've got anxiety. I'm dealing with all this stuff. As a part of that happiness measure, our anxiety level has skyrocketed the last several years, especially the last two years. You see more anxiety and more fear more depression happening as a result of what's going on in our world. We're letting the soundtrack of the world change our mindset. And instead of the fear mindset... I'm gonna reframe that with worship. Here's why. He says, don't be anxious. Anxious means divided mind, one side one way, one side the other. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which is so much bigger than anything in this life, so bigger than any of your circumstances, so much stronger than anything you deal with, will guard your heart and get this, guard your mind in Christ. You won't have a divided mind anymore. You'll be guarded from that. Wasn't sure I should tell this story, but I'm gonna do it anyways. (laughs) Yesterday, Diana and I went to something that is so culturally different than what I grew up with. I had a divided mind about it. My granddaughter is pregnant due in January. She was having, I know, oh, it's so awesome. She's having a baby boy in January and she invited all of her family and some friends and, and their boys, husbands, to a baby shower. <laughs> oh. Let me just say, I had a divided mind about this. Not, be, I mean, I told her, if there is one, only one person in the world that could ask me to a baby shower and I would ever say yes, there's only one in the world. You happen to be it. But the entire time I go there and I'm, I didn't even realize what was going on. I had so much anxiety in my heart. Sitting at the table, what are they going to expect me to do now? What's coming next? I've heard about these games these women play. That's a hard no for me. And sure enough, they started the games and the guys, they're all having a great time. And I'm sitting at the table saying, Please don't ask me, please don't ask me, don't ask me. I'm going to say no, don't, don't. And then finally, God kind of grabbed me for just a second. And what I felt like He said to my spirit was, Just look around. And I looked around, I, got a, I had a granddaughter and a grandson in law who are just outstanding. What a blessing. Their family, his family is so inviting and warm to us and we love them dearly. She's got, she's, my granddaughter's got so many friends and people around her and she is the epitome of a person that preset joy in her mind. And all of a sudden the fear and anxiety that I had walked in there just kind of dissipated. And I just got to say, thank you, Jesus, for all the blessings I have around me. You know what happened there in a minute? I went from fear and anxiety to focus on the Lord and what he's done. You've done that too. It's funny how when you walk into worship with fear and you start to actually give your heart and worship to God, you don't have room in your mind for fear anymore. It's a preset. Many of you have done this in the car, especially driving places that are fearful like dealing with the traffic of the Altamont. You preset a radio station in your car to get your mind focused on worship so you're not focused on the fear of what's going on around you. Many of you have done that in your life. You know this to be true. When I get my focus on the word of God, it changes the way I think, at least temporarily, so that I quit focusing on the fears of the world. I need that preset to change my life, to put worship first. And something miraculous happens. You've been following the news on the Ukraine. What you may not have heard in the news publicly is something that happened just at the beginning of the war. There's, a, there's an annual music festival that happens in one of the cities of the ukraine close to the border area where they were under attack and all these international artists these incredible cellists and violinists and so forth come to this concert to participate in the philharmonic that during that festival well during the war when it broke out they were concerned what do we do what do we do should we send them all home should we skip it for the year should we what should we do about this and the people that were organizing this as well as the artists that were involved said, no, we are not stopping this, we need this. So they took everybody that was involved and put them in underground in the subway where all the people were at, hiding from the explosions happening above ground. And in the midst of all that chaos, the orchestra started to play and music touched the hearts of everybody in that underground bunker. And music did what nothing else could. It united people together to give them one in spirit, oneness of heart so they could overcome their fear. You know, God enjoys our music and our worship. He loves it when we give him our heart and worship but something more miraculous happens in this room when you're a part of that with the body of Christ? His peace settles over your spirit. The peace of God, which, trans, which is so, you can't even name it. You can't even define it, transcends understanding will pour out and guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. If you're struggling with anxiety and fear, you need a preset in your life that says, no, every time I feel fear, I'm turning that preset on to start worshiping the Lord. Not because it's some magic formula that I can get what I want from God, but because he promises to pour out his peace on the heart that focuses on him third preset, I got to move quickly, is what to do with selfishness and pride. We talked about this last week, that in those moments where you are dealing with selfishness and you finally recognize it, it's finally revealed, you are dealing with your pride, you're struggling with it in the mirror, the thing you do is you start to remember the Lord and all that he's done. Years a I was. Traveling around in business, I was in airports a lot. I had just, we had just finished a Christ and Youth conference where we were with teens all week. And this was the time, this was the year where these bracelets were being given out to everybody. Youth groups were wearing them, we were wearing them. We had a couple of them given to us at the youth event that had these four letters on the bracelet. Do you remember these? W-W-J-D. Do you remember those? Yeah. Or am I just so old that they, you know... WWJD, I had the bracelet on, I'm in the airport, it's early in the morning, I'm headed off someplace around the nation, and this young family shows up, and they sit across from me in one of the aisles in the waiting area, and this mom is traveling with a couple of kids, one's a little, little boy, he's barely awake, and he looks across to me, and he sees my bracelet, and he's just bold, he just, what is that? I'm like, what is what? Like, what is that? And then he walks across to me, like I couldn't believe the mom let him do this, but he walks across and he says, what is that on your wrist? What is that? And I said, oh. And I thought about it for a second, it kind of dawned on me and I felt maybe the Lord just kind of prompted this, but I just took it off and I put it on his wrist, big dangly thing around his wrist. I said, that's my reminder bracelet. Your reminder bracelet, Yeah. That's my reminder bracelet. Every time I need to make a decision, I need the reminder bracelet to remind me to do what Jesus would do. What would Jesus do? He smiles and he goes over, he shows his mom my reminder bracelet. This is so good. I said, yeah. Next time your mom says, clean your room, remember (laughs) what would Jesus do? Next time you say something to hurt your brother or sister, remember what would you, it works, doesn't it? Do you realize you just experienced a reminder bracelet from God when you took the emblems? Every time you take the bread, it's a reminder of the body that was sacrificed in your place. Every time you receive the cup, it's a reminder that you are now under the blood of Christ. He covers you and you're under new covenant. So now my job is not about checklist of rules. My job is to demonstrate the love of Jesus to the person in front of me. That's how I will love Jesus, by loving the person that I'm faced with. You need a reminder. Paul says it this way, finally, brothers, you need a reminder Don't be thinking about all the negative things that are happening around the world. Don't be be thinking about your own selfishness or the things you want to accomplish. Don't be thinking about the goals and stuff you have set for your life so you can have what you want because you deserve it. I want you to put all that stuff out of your mind and you need to think about these things. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable or praiseworthy, I want you to think about those things. You need a reminder that this life is not about you. Come on, give me an amen. Amen. This life has been paid for by him. And now we are under his blood. So change your mindset. And start by remembering him. You know, uh, the men's retreat was, it was so good to finally have a men's retreat again after three years. With guys gathered in this place, there was 20, 24 of us, 23 of us. And then there was other guys that wanted to be there. It's just hard to get schedules, I get that. But we gather in this room and it was so rich to hear them sing and worship. It was so amazing what Roger taught us about being men of God. It was so inspiring to me. We talked through all kinds of stuff in small groups, which it was amazing to me to watch these guys open up to each other and share their lives with each other. I love seeing that in men. But the one thing that we got out of that retreat that I think was more important was we got the reminder that he is God and we're his men. Don't leave this place today without remembering that he is God and you are his servant. You get to serve the almighty God. Last preset, got to move quickly. The preset to deal with emptiness. And many of you feel that, that loneliness. You can, be, you can be surrounded by people and still feel very alone. You can be doing things in life, working a job, taking care of family, all that stuff, and still feel so empty. And you don't know what to do to fix it. It's probably the soundtrack that's the hardest one to replace. Paul says this. Here's what I want you to do. I'm I'm in a prison, started the church. You guys know all about me. I know you're going through hardship. I know you're you're dealing with crisis around you. I know the community is after you, trying to pressure you out of business and push you out of your faith. I get that. I'm sitting in a Roman prison. My life's in danger. I may not get out of this alive. I may be martyred in the Colosseum pretty soon. But here's what I want to end with. It's like his last words to this church. Whatever is noble, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, or what you've seen in me, that's what I want you to do. Put it into practice. And here's what I can promise you that God of peace that we just talked about, he'll be with you. Put it into practice. I know you're lonely. I know you feel empty. I know you're struggling. Is this really what life's all about? I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. Everything I try to do is not accomplishing what it's supposed to. Where are you, God? Put it into practice. Keep doing what you're called to do. See, when you're feeling empty, (laughs) the immediate response is, oh, I got to fill it with something I need something for me. I need to go out and do this. I need to go experience this. I need to go watch this. I need to go have this. I need to go buy this. I need to, I gotta fill that emptiness. And he says, no, you're missing the point. When you feel empty, that's that's a motivator for you to go give your life away, not try to fill it with the things that don't last. You need to respond to the emptiness with an action. Because when you do, God will fill it in ways that only he can. Every time I feel empty, preset. I'm gonna replace it with loving action. Every time I feel empty, hit the preset button. Take an action. Let me close. When you give your life to Jesus, what you're doing is resetting your presets. Do you follow that? You're changing your radio stations. You're reprogramming your schedule. You're letting God dictate your new ways of doing things. I remember so clearly, so vividly the day in November, back in 1984, where I had come to the conclusion that Jesus does demand my surrender. If I'm going to give my, if I'm going to live my life for him, I got to give my surrender to his ways, to his truth, to his life. So I talked to Bill Walker, the minister of that church that changed my life. And on that Sunday, scary as it was, anxious as I was in my spirit, I don't even remember what was preached about that day. I just couldn't wait till the very end. I finally came out of that aisle. This is the old days. And during the altar call song, I just walked down that aisle and every step I took, my anxiety was being dropped while my hunger for him was growing. And by the time I got to the end, I couldn't wait to surrender my life to him. And I gave that confession of faith that we practice here. Peter's words, and was baptized into Christ. My life hadn't changed yet. My presets were changing. See, friends, when you change the preset, the life will change with it. You have to make the choice to surrender to his presets. So that's what I want to ask you to do today. You can reveal those old soundtracks, you can even replace them for a period of time, but until you start repeating God's soundtracks every day in your life, until you hit those presets and let God be in charge of your life, they will not change that soundtrack. The fear will come back, the anxiety will be there, the struggle with anger will return. That issue of emptiness will get back in your head. You'll be re, and you've done this, come on. You've re-inherited those old soundtracks. They get back in there and they start working in your head. And the only way to get rid of them is say, No, today I will rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to hit the preset for loving action. I'm going to hit the preset for reframing and worship. I'm going to hit the preset for rewiring my brain with love. And I want to give you the chance to do that today. For some of you, you've been playing the selfish game all along. It's time to change it. It's time to acknowledge Him as Lord, give your life to Jesus and surrender to Him in baptism. We have clothing ready, the baptistry's warm. No reason to be anxious. God is ready to receive you with His peace. For others, you've been playing the waiting game when it comes to church. Saying, oh yeah, I go to this church. This is my church, but you're not in the game. You're not serving, you're not giving. You're not involved in a group. You're just playing the game of sitting in the seats, thinking that that's good enough. That's not good enough. You need to give your life to Jesus and let him use you in the body of Christ. And you can do that today. Starting today, change the preset. I'm a member of the Body Christ, the Journey Christian Church. I'm involved and committed and I'm going to give and serve in this place because he is Lord. And I invite you to come forward and make that public profession today. And then there's people in this room and watching online. You're just living with those old soundtracks and you know they're there. It's time to replace them. It's time to get rid of them out of your mind. And you may need us to pray with you through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all the understanding, all the fight you have in your head will be guarding your mind in Christ. If you need prayer today to kill those preset soundtracks, it's time to come forward and do that. Have these guys sing a song. I'm going to ask you to stand with me and do that. If you're watching from home, you can contact us and tell us about your decision. If you have a decision to make, Diane and I will be up front. We are ready to receive you today. You make those choices now. Thank you for listening to the Journey Christian Church Podcast. If you would like to support us as we pursue God and love people one at a time, please consider a tax deductible donation by visiting journeycc.net slash giving.